And there was uproar about some of these videos that would be banned right away mm-hmm. um, and removed. And like everybody's getting pissed that like they're they're censoring us. They're taking down this stuff. And where is the responsibility of these companies? And where's that gray area? Or where's the line of responsibility to say, like, we are not going to promote falsehoods? You know, right. because because we have to realize if, if I'm Facebook, I have to realize that I'm my platform is reaching a massive audience, right? Yeah. Like 2.5 billion people, three, three billion people, whatever. It's like, a lot. There's a whole lot of people being reached by that platform. And so if I allow content that says like this vaccine is going to put a 5G microchip in you. Right. That's going to do real damage to the population as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where's that line where I have to say, like, my social responsibility is to take that crap down? And then how do we get through to the other part of that audience to say that is not censorship, that's responsibility? Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. How you doing? He's there out. it is. There it is. <laughs> hey, okay. Tammy. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Are you super excited to dig into this? Mm, I was more excited before. Okay. No, this is good. This is going to be great. It's fair. (laughs) I was going to say something else, but then somebody told me not to. Oh. Well, now you have to say it. No. Because now I need to know what it is. I've been censored. Oh. (laughs) But um bum Well played. Well played. All right. Okay. But first. Let's start with what the heck first. What the heck? Gotta go there. Um, I'm going to go. You have Trump. I do. I do. Wow. Um, This just brings back old times. It does bring back old memories. Uh, So this last week, former President Trump, and I have not yet gotten tired of that. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Former President Trump established the, quote, office of the former president. Uh. Unquote. (laughs) 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 Okay. There's a couple things that's really great about that. Like, first of all. It's the office of the former president. Uh-huh. Um, secondly, that's not a thing. No. Nope. It's not a thing. Mm-mm. And I just thought, for the most part, I was just like rolled my eyes at it because it comes after two months of Trump and all, all the people around him mocking President Biden for having the office of the president-elect. Yeah, which, which is a thing. It's not technically an office, but it's a thing that um, that people have been doing for years sure. as they prepare for their transition. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought it was just sort of funny, like... Like... Oh. like wh- Why? Wh- <laughs> Why? Why? Well, because he needed... Uh, he, anyway, so they got letter letterhead and, and I think they might even have a website and stuff like that. There's just a lot of holes in it because I'm sort of interested because it's, it's the office of the former president. Also, I'm super interested... In the fact that he's actually using the word former. Yes. So that was a yeah. lot of the chatter around it also was like, huh, 
Is he admitting right? Like, are you defeat? Yeah. Are you not huh. running in twenty twenty four? It's is you it know. in quotes? Like well, former? I, no, but I, <laughs> it isn't. I put it in quotes, but uh, but like former in air quotes. Yeah. Kinda? So maybe he's trying to say something. I think mostly he's probably uh, bored, and also yeah. he has a <laughs> crap ton of money from his. Oh yes, so he wanted to buy his, a new letterhead, right? So, well, I sure. mean, like, so he has something to do, and it's not uncommon. So, like, all the former presidents have have like official stationery and stuff like that, but it's usually just like um, from the office of president or like yeah. from the office of George W. Bush or from their um, their library. Yeah. So, like, most of their official correspondence will run through their library. Oh. Um, you know, so they have some sort of structure to it or whatever. Um, and I just, but no, we're going to, we're down in Florida and we needed some letterhead and some new business cards and stuff like that. So the office of the former, I'm not, and we're not really sure what they're going to do with it. They didn't really say. No. Um, it just just is. Okay. Yeah. What the? (laughs) So what the heck is going on there? Okay. Wow. But no. So, but the office of the former president, I'm like. There's already problems with it because I'm like there are more than one. Right. It's so not which just one the are you? Former. It's not office of the former president Trump. Right. No. Or whatever. It doesn't make, sense. It doesn't make any sense. Get some I'm gonna grammar. start. I'm gonna ask people to write letters like that are past presidents of other things. Yes. Like presidents of the it book of the, say mo- book of the of month the club. States. Right. No. Like, yeah. Everybody just use the letterhead. That's great. I should. I'm gonna invent something that I can be a president of. Yeah. <laughs> resign. Just. You can and be then the I can send letters from the. There you go. There I you resign go. as the president. There you go. Now, now I am you now a former president. <laughs> Buy some of that stationery. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it just keeps coming. That's great. Or not great. Okay. What the heck? This one just kind of makes me cranky, but depending on the source right now, between 150 and 200 National Guard troops who were sent to D.C. to protect our democracy have now tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and to be fair, it's a super small fraction considering that they have sent 25,000 troops. troops there, mm-hmm. which is a separate what the heck. The fact that you needed 25,000 freaking troops to ensure safety in our capital city. Like, right. that's what the heck in itself. But anyway, so it's a small number, but still, I think it's just dumb. So, like, first there was this incident where somehow some wires got crossed and some of them were sent to sleep in a parking garage. Yeah. And now Did we talk this, about that last we, week? We didn't talk about that at oh, all. And wow. I mean, it was quickly rectified, whatever, yeah. but I, nobody, whatever. It's just a mess. I just, like, this is not cool. And I get that it's only 200 people out of 25,000, but still, like, yeah. when you bring them there specifically to protect you, then protect them also. I don't well, know. I don't think they're really, I mean, how are you? I don't know. Let's be honest, do there's that. no like, way that they were. They're close to each other and. I don't know how you could, but that's funny. I just I, don't like I it. automatically assumed, and maybe I'm wrong, that most of them were exposed during the the during the riot. But that that's the wrong timeline. No, because they came after. Yeah, never mind. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was exposure that happened there. There were people that right. were exposed. Yep, because there's a bunch of police officials. officers and elected officials. Yeah. Now. Yep. Yes, it's very frustrating when, in the course of doing your job, yeah, you're exposed to these things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, hmm. okay. What, what the, the heck? heck? Stupid corona. Stupid. <laughs> There's a small child somewhere in my, <gasps> connected to my family somewhere that says, stupid Canona. Aw. Yeah. Cute. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can't talk about it. <laughs> no, so we were going to talk. censored from yes, that, too. Yes, I'm being censored, too. <laughs> 
So um, we just wanted to talk about censorship a little bit because yeah. that's a thing that is happening, I guess, mm. um, and maybe not. Yeah. And probably is. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that's been talked about a lot in the last two weeks. Due to mostly, I mean, like the tipping thing, the tipping point, tipping thing, t- tipping, tipping point, point. Yeah. Sure. Was Twitter finally banning President Trump yes. from Twitter. But and then there was a whole cascading thing after yes. that. So, And a lot of this goes back to even like in the run up to the election and during that whole election mess that conservatives were crying that they were being censored and their voices were being muted and all like right um which an analysis has shown repeatedly that it's not not true it's actually the opposite (laughs) i was just gonna look that up while you talk yeah um so i think first like some clarification on what censorship actually means and then for people that are like throwing out the first um the first amendment like what that actually means to um, Twitter kicking off someone is not actually falling within that lane. Well, I mean, yeah, yes and no. Right. So that's the that's the thing I think yeah. that needs to get discussed is yeah. like when we're talking about these things, when people say censorship, they they are correct, but they are incorrect. Right. And tying it to the First Amendment, like it's not the same thing. Like you can't you can't say like that this is a thing about your first amendment rights because your first amendment rights are only like the government cannot tell you you can't say this right like it's it's a government Correct. entity that it, it has nothing to do with twitter or facebook or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. yeah um you pulled something out yeah i did because i think we mentioned this in I other love shows this where you send this to me like yes. just so you know Fa- facebook so there's a there's a analytical group that's called facebook's top 10 and they put them out every day yeah um and they analyze the most um basically the most linked posts they call it um on facebook the top 10 ones and what their sources are and so today's top 10 facebook posts are fox news fox news dan Bing- bingio is that how you say his name i don't even he's know. a conservative <laughs> talk show guy occupy democrats franklin graham inspire and uplift Aww. Ben Shapiro, conservative, Dinesh D'Souza, conservative, Ben Shapiro, conservatives, and Newsmax. So um, eight of the 10 <laughs> top Facebook posts today are all from either yeah. not just conservative links, like real, real conservative ones. Mm-hmm. And so the the crying of like we're being censored is really no. Your is voice really is not overblown. Being, your voice is not being muted. Yeah. It's real loud. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so one of the things we, you know, obviously there's people have a lot of different feels about it, but that mm-hmm. we wanted to delineate mm-hmm. is when we when generally people talk about censorship um they're talking about government, right? That yeah. like government is and that's why we have the first amendment. So I had the so I put it on there. Yep. First amendment uh, is Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion. I love how they always batch things together too. Like it's one sentence, but yeah. anyway, so we got religion uh, or prohibiting free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of the speech or of the press or of the right to people to peacefully assembly and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that's that's all. I mean, it has all in one, all in one, one sentence, um, really ugly run on sentence. It is. So that's I mean, so that's one way that people are typically talking about, like when they refer to my First Amendment rights being violated that's really what they're talking about is the government 
No, that's not what they're talking about. No, that's that's what that's it what they should be actually talking means, about. but that's not what they're actually Im- implying. But censorship also, you can we have we have censorship all the time, and so that's another thing. Anyway, did, did you want? To, do you have something else to say first? No, I th- I think there's just there needs to be some clarification in our understanding or in the general public understanding of these two things: censorship versus free speech. Like that protection of free speech does not protect you from censorship from a private entity, whether it's somebody's church, your employer, a social media company. Like you're right. not protected under the First Amendment if you spout off against your employer or you know like. Right. You, 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 it's just not the same thing. So you need to understand that that's different. Um, private companies like Twitter and Facebook have the right to create their own rules. Uh, and they can restrict. Honestly, they can restrict whatever the heck they want. Right. If they thought that was in their best interest, which thankfully they don't. Yeah. For the most part, it's been. So this has been. Perco- and also not thankfully, because it's really disgusting <laughs> that they let this go on this long. This, just the, the social media world um, has been free it's been like the wild west for a long time mm-hmm. and people have been talking a lot about how yeah. we need to maybe rein that in yeah um and yeah and t- to delineate the difference between knowing that facebook so i one of the things so knowing that like facebook or twitter is not beholden to your feelings about whatever if they wanted to decide that they don't like dogs anymore right and they put that in their Terms of use, which or terms of service, excuse me, which nobody reads. Nobody has read. Which yes. that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, because they're written that way on you purpose. Can, but they, if they wanted to say we don't do, do dogs anymore, yep. then they could ban all the stuff yes. on dogs, and yes. you couldn't do anything about it. It's right. like if you have a business that sells candy, and you decided we don't do gum. Right. You can't go into the store and demand that they sell you gum. Right. They're violating just, my rights by you're not violating selling my gum. Rights also. By not selling me gum. Right. No, we've decided that that's something that we don't do. Right. One one thing that I did think was really interesting when I was looking up like censorship in the First Amendment and and actual issues of this, um, there was a case where Trump and another government associate of his were sued because they violated the First Amendment by blocking citizens from his Twitter <laughs> account. Yeah. So like when people would criticize him, he right. would block them. Mm-hmm. And so that's a violation of the First Amendment because the government can't say you can't criticize me, so your voice is muted, like yeah, because he's a government entity. Anyway, I thought it, that was kind of interesting. It does get very so. That's I think that that's something that needs to be, or that's an example of like how nuanced this whole thing can be, mm-hmm. um, because they can't, you can't. If I block you, I think I might. <laughs> I'll think about that. You're always liking my stuff. <sighs> anyway, um, but if I decide to block you, that's not a violation of your First Amendment. No. Right. No. But if if the president does it yeah. as part of, and, and it's basically been what they've decided is that when you are president, everything you do mm-hmm. is an official, um, it's, it's official government business. Yeah. So whether or not you're giving speeches or tweeting or whatever. Yeah. So it really did get messed up when Trump was around because he tweeted mostly from his personal account. Mm-hmm. But the government and and um, the Justice Department treated that as yeah, like, which is one reason why it's such a frustrating presidency is because he was constantly everything he says is policy. Yes. So everything a president says, no matter where they are, that is the official government position. Yeah. And what a nightmare! What a nightmare is yeah. going all over the place. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of interesting. And and that doesn't just go for the president, right? So any federal elected official would fall under this rule, like government official 
um, like you can't, no government official can say like, I'm going to limit your right to be vocal about your, your thoughts. Well, there's a, it's a, not quite the same. Okay. Like if they were like, so if you're the secretary of state and you were tweeting on the secretary of state Twitter account, yeah. like your official Twitter account. Yes. Yes. If you're the secretary of state and you also had a personal Twitter account, you can maintain that. Sure. Yes. But the president can't. No. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little bit of difference. There's a little bit of a difference, but yes, you can't use your, yeah. So one of the things, sorry. One of the things that I thought was super interesting was, did you read the blog that, that Twitter put out when they decided to ban him? I read parts of it. So yeah, fill me in. It was super interesting and we'll have to throw out the link out there. Um, but it was it was really interesting to me to say like they they intentionally wanted um, to have this space for constituents to interact um, freely with representatives right like mm-hmm. this is a super easy way for you to do that in a public space so you can have some kind of like dialogue that maybe wasn't available before right I mean who sits and handwrites letters right not very many of us apparently a lot of people still well, do but. right. <laughs> Yeah, but more but yes. people have access to Twitter or whatever. So they like they intended this. This is what we wanted this to be for this, you know, for these elected officials to have this interaction, you know, to have this space. But there wasn't really um, any foresight to somebody like Trump coming in. and hmm. Like they just didn't like, think who that could have, through. Who could have thought that this would happen? <laughs> I don't know. But what was interesting was Jack Dorsey put out a statement um and I'll throw that link out, but he's like, I mean, in this case, this is a this is the right thing to do, like for the benefit of the people. For you know, like it's dangerous what he's saying. We do believe he incited violence. We do believe that these statements, and and they wrote out like, here's was his tweet. Here was the context of what was happening at the time. Here's why it was it was yeah. violent. Here's the tweet. Here's the context. Here's why it was inciting. You know, like so they laid that all out. Yeah. But he later said like, yes, in this situation, we think this was right. However, this does set a dangerous precedent for us to be saying like we're going to ban people right because we are here for that public interface and you know so like where's that line and i think um you mentioned in your notes a little bit about like hate speech versus Mm. free speech and you know where where's that line of like hey we do have a liability of some kind to protect people from violent you know, you know what I mean? Like, yep. and, and misinformation. And I'm kind of like, sign me up for these places to stop spreading conspiracies or lies or inciting violence, whatever. Like, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But but for him to say, like, we recognize that this should not be the plan. You know, like, this isn't this isn't a good plan going forward to just be like, we can ban at will. Yeah. There has to be something figured out to, like, what kind of... What kind of, you know, conditions do you put in place? It's just, I, I think they're in a really interesting spot going forward. I, I think it's, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because like part of, so part of my frustration of the whole dialogue so far is that like what seemed to happen is, is, and we're mostly talking about Trump. There have been a few other people now yeah. who have been um, deplatformed and we didn't, we didn't know yes. they're even going to get into parlor necessarily. <laughs> Um, oh dear. Uh-huh. But uh, is that once once that Trump had been banned, the first they put him on a pause, they put him on a twenty four hour freeze, and then 
as soon as he got his Twitter account back again, he he did it again. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we're done. Yep. Um, is that the most of the conversation then exploded, which was you had two sides. One side was, uh, generally speaking, the liberals who were like, yeah, ban them from Twitter. It's about time. Woo. Yeah. yeah. And then you had conservative people flipping out about how this is, you know, a horrible violation of their freedom and, and yeah. his freedom and all this stuff, which really is not actually the conversation no. because it is that was the wrong argument that's the wrong argument mm-hmm. and it's also super frustrating from a from a conservative standpoint generally speaking uh we our default position is to side with the business right like yeah sure yeah because <laughs> i'm like you just threw all of that out the window <laughs> and now you want i'm and i think we talked about it a little bit like it seemed to me some of the rhetoric that was being used by conservatives Almost, they were almost calling for the government to step in and force them to give yeah. him his Twitter back. And I'm uh-huh. like, so you're calling for the government to now overreach, overreach <laughs> and take over a company and tell them what they can and can't do? Yeah, and not very conservative. No, and yeah. so that really drove me up the wall. But yeah. also, then it—that's not the actual hard question. The hard question is what you brought up: is like, where are the lines? Mm-hmm that you we need to turn this kind of thing off because mm-hmm. um we have the and what I put in my notes like we have we have freedom you know freedom of speech or free speech mm-hmm. but it we it's only totally free until you bump into somebody else's yeah. rights yep. which is for all of our rights are the same way like yeah. you, you know um any of them are 100% mm-hmm. right up until they enter somebody else's sphere and now we have a gray area yep. and we need to and that's part of what politics is and that's what society is right that we're hashing out the gray yeah um and so we're not having that conversation as a as a general rule over the, in the nation no we're just like are you happy Trump is off Twitter? Are you not happy? After? I mean, right. there's plenty of sidebar stuff about, I think, was it like within within 48 hours, the disinformation across all platforms dropped by like yes. 70% or something like that. That's like, amazing. Which, of course, if you're a conservative, you're like, well, who decided if it was whatever. No, 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 because <laughs> no. we're going back to a spot right. where truth is truth and Lies are li- like no, no. <laughs> yes, so I'm over it. That's really the question: is that we need we need to ask ourselves is is how do we decide where the lines are? Yeah. Um, and it is super dangerous to just deplatform a person and say you no longer have access to this. What I thought was really interesting, and and you kind of mentioned this, but he pointed out, or they pointed out in that blog, I don't know, I guess who wrote that, but that he was given a second chance, like, right. okay, we're going to pause you. Here are the rules again. Right. If you break them again, you're done. Yeah. And he did. So I think that's important. Like he was warned. Well, and it's in the, <laughs> and it's in the thing. If you would read the thing. Yeah. Whatever. They had been taking Twitter and Facebook, particularly Twitter have been taking, um, a lot of flack for four years because yeah. they didn't do these things before, but they gave, they already give, um, politicians public figures a lot more leeway than they, they would give really to a do. normal yeah. person yep. again because of yep. their idea of having like this avenue and and yep. you know um but so it, it kind of like it should have happened a long time ago yeah but i'm not gonna lie some of the conservative people have a good point when you have other people 
And like, like they like to point out like Iranian Ayatollah Khomeini, like he's on Twitter, but you're not allowed to like his people aren't allowed to use Twitter and they, you know, torture people and do all kinds of like, sure. There are lots of people who are still on Twitter who are gross people who are bad that are bad people. Yeah. Yeah. And why are they? But are they using Twitter to do the gross? Well, that's so. That's that's, the question. Is like, okay, you're a bad person. Yeah. Um. But are you utilizing Twitter in order to? It's sort of like um. Was it in? Was it in Rwanda when they had the genocide in Rwanda? Mm -hmm. They were they were coordinating the attacks through radio. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's the same kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. are you using your Twitter? To coordinate, coordinate attacks? you know, right. attacks. Yeah. Then yeah, you need to be shut down. Yeah. Um, and but I, it's yeah. I also think um, it's super interesting to me. So we talked a, quite a bit about this during the whole initial Corona, whatever, <laughs> with the conspiracy theories about that. <laughs> and there was uproar about some of these videos that would be banned right away mm-hmm. um, and removed, and like everybody's getting pissed that like. They're, they're censoring us. They're taking down this stuff. And where is the responsibility of these companies? And where's that gray area? Or where's the line of responsibility to say, like, we are not going to promote falsehoods? You know, right. because because we have to realize if, if I'm Facebook, I have to realize that I'm my platform is reaching a massive audience, right? Yeah. Like 2.5 billion people, three, 3 billion people, whatever. It's like, a lot. There's a whole lot of people being reached by that platform. And so if I allow content that says like, this vaccine is going to put a 5G microchip in you, right? that's going to do real damage to the population as a whole, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. where's that line where I have to say like, my social responsibility is to take that crap down. And then how do we get through to the other part of that audience to say that is not censorship that's responsibility like you know what i mean right well because like on one on in one version this is why i'm like we all do it so here's the deal we all censor stuff all the time like we self-censor or we have constructed rules around how you speak and what is allowed in certain settings. Sure. All of those things are censorship. Sure. Um, like you don't swear in front of certain audiences. Right. You censor um, yourself. Sure. You censor yourself or whatever sure. it is. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, this it's why this is difficult because most of what I have seen is uh, people who are up in arms about like um, the si- you know silencing of... They're saying things like silencing of a point of view or silencing me because of my politics or silencing me, you know, something like that. When that's not what's being silenced, it's that you are lying or you are repeating a falsehood Mm -hmm. that has been very demonstrably proven right. incorrect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a difference of opinion. No. Like, um, and that's and and it what's what's super frustrating is if you if you really listen and and try to parse like any elected official. Let's just say uh, an elected official, even Rand Paul. Okay, so he will not say directly that the election was stolen. 
but he will tiptoe around the outsides mm-hmm. of, you know, like when they talk about irregularities or yeah. whatever, where they're saying the same thing. But you're saying it in a nice but way. You're, you're just sort of saying it in a nice way. To get and, around these rules. Right. Sure. And like delineating, learning to delineate or, or be able to, to figure out when you're listening to these things, um, what is actually being called out and what is not. Yeah. Because nobody is censoring Rand Paul for being conservative or, no. or for promoting libertarian views no. or anything like that. No, you're being censored you're for being censored because, lies. And now he, I don't think he technically is being censored, but like, anyway. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think in all of that, just, I don't think that censorship is necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing all the time, right? No. Like we should, we should have some guidelines to censor out things that are untrue, things that are harmful. Like, right? There, there should be well, a spot and, for that. And we do have things. So that's some of the things I put down. Like, so, um, like defamation or slander. Yes. Um, yeah. These are legal terms. That's not allowed. That's not covered in free speech. So yeah, if, like if now you, Giuliani, Giuliani's getting sued. Gosh, they're getting their pants sued off <laughs> yeah. of them. Um, their pants sued sued <laughs> off them. Uh, My pillow guy, he got his yes. he got his thing yeah. uh, shut down, yep. and he's being sued. But he's being sued because they repeatedly lied about specific yes. people and groups. Yes, you're not um, being shut down because there's a totalitarian state coming mm-hmm. out who wants to silence you because you're a Republican. Right. No. Um, and when you go, you know, another thing that's that needs to be debated. We you mentioned it uh, earlier that I put them in, in the notes like about hate speech. So. Mm-hmm. Hate speech is technically covered under the free, you know, uh, f- yeah, free sure. speech. So I can talk horribly about, I can't lie necessarily, but I can say hurtful things and mean things and whatever mm-hmm. it is. But there is a legal breaking point, which is essentially if, it, if what you're saying is going to or does lead to an illegal act. So let's just say you were to stand up in front of thousands of people and say that you need to fight yeah really hard fight harder Walk than you ever and then and then tell them to go fight. to mm-hmm. the to the capital and then they do that and bust in there and kill people sure. which is what happened yep that's not okay no and that's yeah. not censorship no and I mean, there's also been more recently cases about hate speech where like if it leads to emotional harm or, you know, like emotional sure. damage. So there are some boundaries being like, oh, we can't just let this run free, you know, yeah. of like you saying whatever the heck you want. Again, I know that, you know, you are usually for a smaller government, <laughs> but I think this is one of those times where sometimes rules and boundaries are a good thing yeah that now you brought that up so that's like the even well i mean it gets to be that gets to be even a grayer area so then that does sort of devolve into that art not devolve but to to a discussion of like you i am not i am not liable for your feelings like mm-hmm. if i say something that makes you feel bad sure the I, that's Except not for, nice of me, but no, that's not like a, a legal but thing. Like so have, it gets really, but we have it like gets really muddy. Bully cases, right? Sure. Where like somebody commits suicide because they've been harassed or bullied or whatever. Correct. Like, okay, this led to emotional harm, which led to now suicide. Like, right. And you you do get charged for that. Like, you can. Yeah. So. But that's why yeah. also, I mean, I yeah. 
it gets a little bit grayer in there, but that's also why we have a justice system Mm -hmm. as broken as it may be (laughs) that's set up like that because you have to then prove that harm. Like you don't just get to, you don't get to just claim emotional harm. No. And then. Like you don't get to claim a peacock as your emotional support animal. Yes. The peacock. (laughs) You can't just say whatever you want. Emotional support animals. No. Yeah. No. Um, okay, so let's just talk about Parlor for one second. Okay, we need to talk about it for a, I mean, a lot of time if you want. Okay. Are they well, back up again now? I think they might be. I had seen that they were maybe going to be back up because somebody from Russia was helping them out. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> that should have been a what the heck. But I don't know. Um, so that was one of those cases where here was this new social media kind of platform Yep. where a lot of conservative folks went mm-hmm. because they were feeling like they were being censored or they were being limited by these more common, you know, Facebook, um, Twitter, whatever. So yeah. they went to Parler. Turns out that devolved real fast Yeah. Um, because they had no rules and it was real nasty. Mm-hmm. Parler gets shut down because they were using a server from Amazon. Amazon said, nope. Yeah. They were like, there's so many reasons why they got shut down. It wasn't just like, oh, you're ugly. We're shutting you down. But like companies pulled their support, which then made them not able to have their service. Right. Like, because, are you asking me? Cause right, I can right, fill in the, I mean, right. Because that's what happened. Like Amazon said, you can't use our server anymore. Cause that's gross. Uh, no, they, what Amazon said was, um, basically they said, you need to put some rules in place to deal with the, not offensive com- content, but like the really horrible calls for violence yes, and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. That you need to put some some rules in place and some systems in place to how you're going to deal with it. Yeah, because this is a violation of our agreement. Right. Yeah. Parler didn't. Right. Um, Amazon done. came back to them and said, "Okay, if you're if you are incapable, basically what Amazon said is we have deemed you incapable <laughs> of being able to moderate your That's own fair. site, mm-hmm. and so that violates our rules." Yes. Um, and so you are not going to be hosted by us anymore. Right. So again, yeah. that's a, that so again, is a it private government shutting them down. No, a private company, yeah. which on one hand is terrifying that a private company has that level of influence and power. Sure. Um, and also on another hand, I think there's like five hands here, but on another <laughs> hand, <laughs> like that, that the government or some government agency didn't step in when, cause you know, they're monitoring all of that crap. Like when you see how violent and how gross that it was, like mm-hmm. maybe you should have flagged that a little sooner, but yeah, there's lots of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tangents from that. So you did lose a space, like not you, they, they lost a space mm-hmm. for their, for that conversation. Of course, there are all kinds of other programs that they were using anyway. So, I mean, it's not like it's not like they didn't have a microphone still, right? Yeah. Um, but now Parlor maybe is coming back. Um, one of the side effects that I did hear a little discussion about, which I thought was very interesting. Um, do you did your town ever have like a parking lot where all the kid like a lot all oh, yeah. of certain kids hung out? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one of those too, mm-hmm. and it would kind of made me think of that because I had you know I talked to some police officers or whatever, and like they didn't mind that they hung out in that parking lot doing what, you know, revving their engines, hanging out, whatever, because they knew where they all were. Yeah. And they could kind of keep tabs on them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That is potentially a problem now is Mm -hmm. as more of these 
platforms are not available to these conversations is yep. that it scatters the conversations mm-hmm. and they go into deeper like places that most of us have no idea exist on the right. internet yeah i well, i think there was one one time i read a statistic that like 70 percent of the internet you we can't see like it, it's bananas it's the dark the dark yeah. internet or dark web is that what they call it yeah the dark web mm-hmm. anyway um which is where like all of these like QAnon, like 4chan, yes. these QAnon conspiracy things perkle up from that. And so now you're going to have a fracturing. So yeah. there's like other negative side effects. I'm not right. saying that they shouldn't have done these things, but on one hand, it yes. was, there are experts that are like, ah, oh, crap. Right. I did see some of that. Now we got to monitor yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah. And some people will not go there, but the ones that do will probably get tugged in. And the ones that do are deeper. probably the ones that are already more sold out for that those ideas you know like so you're just kind of maybe amplifying the more loud voices even more yeah um i i do want to make sure that i say that i'm not all for the for twitter and facebook like i'm not defending them necessarily like they have a lot of cleaning up to do oh gosh beyond just this whether it's i mean because there are real legitimate concerns about pornography mm-hmm. uh human traffic i mean there's there mm-hmm. is real stuff that happens on these platforms and a lot of it gets i don't want to say they ignore it but like i don't think they're aggressive enough on trying to root it out sure um and so i uh, just in case anybody is like oh they just like all the social media companies not no. really and I, I think it it brings up a lot more other questions about their power so like when somebody oh who was it now was it um, uh, AOC, who was talking about breaking, or maybe it was even, maybe it was even um, Amy Klobuchar talking about, talking about like breaking up some of these yep. these big social media tech companies because they have a monopoly. I mean, they essentially have a monopoly, and they are so integral. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't even. I mean, do you remember like we couldn't even boost any of our no. Our podcast, little, our, little our podcast tiny little posts. cute yeah. podcast episodes um, when we posted them on Facebook for for months mm-hmm. because because we talked about social issues, you yeah. know, like, yep. anyway, it it is for better or worse. These spaces have become the town square mm-hmm. and we need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Some regulation. Ugh. <laughs> Can we have some? Can we, say, I, can we have some rules? Just can we add some rules? Sound better than okay, regulations? Okay. I don't know. We'll, get, we'll give that to you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I do think too. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I think Facebook and um, Instagram, Snapchat. Oh my gosh, Snapchat is the devil itself. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if you have a child who does that, insurrectionists don't use Snapchat. No, just so you know, teenagers. Yes, but teenagers. but the, but the gross that you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um, but also, I think. Um, these these organizations took way too long to start flagging. This could be misinformation. This, you know, like yes. fact check this. This what like you took way too long, and I think that so much damage was already done that you contributed largely to the problem that we're in now, where we have people who are like their own version of the truth. You know, right. I mm-hmm. I think that these companies contributed to that in a very big way by allowing so much of that crap to be shared as if it was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a huge fan of them either. We just need to both be on record for our own um, miss whatever of them. 
We're not big fans. Unfortunately, the, the only way it's going to get fixed is one person at a time. Like really, mm-hmm. like it, which, or overhaul, like you said, or even even then, it's really going to still come down. Like, yeah, rules. No. <laughs> Sometimes, the, hey, how about you know the what? Rules we talked about this in don't parenting be, too. Just don't be dumb. that your kids. Your kids need boundaries. Yeah, right? but like, we're it's not, these aren't to have boundaries. I know, but they're not children. They're adults. No, nope, it's an analogy. I know. <laughs> well, I don't want to make people mad and take them off or whatever. I know, well, I probably yeah. already did anyway. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, what else was I going to mention about that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do you got? I, I think it's really interesting too. This is just like a little side sidebar, but um, people who are crying that their voices are being censored, like then how am I seeing your video yelling about you being censored? Yeah. You have a microphone. You have a camera in front of you. Your message is still getting out. Yeah. Um, so. And that, I mean, we talked about that, I think, maybe a little bit way back when, when, when President Trump, then President Trump, now former President yes, Trump. Yes, former. Um, <laughs> uh, got the Twitter feed, you know, cut. It was like, oh, this is, a, you know, how is he going to get his message out? And I was like, well, you could walk the 30 feet to the press briefing yeah. room <laughs> where all of the networks are going to take, they're yep. going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, he's still got his message out, put out yeah. videos, put out memos. Isn't that weird? Um I mean, President Biden is, they are using Twitter, but for mm-hmm. the most part, they're doing daily pref- press briefings and like, oh, yeah. It's, isn't it weird? <laughs> it's uh, It's been pretty good. It's so great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is very frustrating to hear people scream about it, but it is something that does need to be taken seriously because yep. um, there's a reason why we have the, we it's the first freaking amendment. Yeah. Like our country was founded by people who lived in a system that it was routine for the government to be able to decide what you could and could not say. Right. And if you said something negative against- Off with the, your head. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> That's the French. The British weren't beheading people. That's the French. Um, but the British would throw you in prison. Yeah. Um, or send you to Australia. One there of you the go. Two. Mm-hmm. Um so like it's a very real thing and there and there's lots of places like we don't want to we do not want to end up like China right um where they literally when you talk about monitoring the internet yes. like they do monitor to the yes. internet all of the internet they yep. control the whole thing yep we don't want anything like that nope. so i think that there is very real worries and legitimate concerns mm-hmm. um Taking somebody down because they repeatedly lie and incite violence is mm-hmm. not one of them. But it is, mm-hmm. Jack Dorsey is not wrong. It's a super slippery slope. And I hate that I hate term. The word, yeah, I know, no, but it's, no. what do you want to call it then? You want to come up with a different term? <laughs> no. It's I, a super mucky situation. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is dangerous. And I agree with you. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It's dangerous. Oh, <laughs> Great. All right. Great. Well, I guess we solved that. <laughs> I mean, you know, just put us in charge. We've got it. I, We've got it. I don't think so. <laughs> so when you're when you're out there and people are having, if you're having conversations with people about this, yeah. take some time to sort of think about what you're saying yes. when, when you're either, either claiming censorship or claiming that you're not being censored. Like there, there is 
some validity to everybody's or claiming that your first amendment rights are violated no by, by a company right no. um yeah anyway so just think about it a little bit when you're when mm-hmm. you're throwing stuff out there and also i think back to your comment about how it's a mucky whatever the you mucky said muck. mucky muck the mucky <laughs> slippery mucky slope like the part in the first amendment where like you have the freedom to express criticism of your government kind mm-hmm. of thing um but it also has to be not false like so like i can say i totally disagree this was stupid but i i can't i shouldn't mm, personally personally <laughs> I, like I think I you like shouldn't this. be able to say well that's not even true like you know, like we still need to have a spot where facts are facts, right? Mm-hmm. And I can say I hate that. It's stupid. That's that's not the right answer. That that policy is problematic. Whatever, but not that like the Earth is flat. Sure. You know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somewhere I, mean, I think I'd... there still needs to be like if you are spreading falsehoods, stop it because it's gotten us into a really big pit of gross that. I don't see a way back out of, so stop it. Um, Just stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm all done. No. What What do you think? No, I I, I agree, but that uh, for but except that that is just it's sort of like the I use the hate speech. I use that one as an example. Uh-huh. Um, you are allowed to say things that you can say that I don't think that's true. I don't believe that is true. Sure. Um, you can have those difference of opinions if you're opinion or your statements of of that may not be factually correct lead to some type of negative outcome mm-hmm. like let's just say uh, a riot and yeah. uh, siege at the capitol mm-hmm. then we need we need to do something but unfortunately the part of the problem with living in a free country is that is that you have to we have to the way you could, the only way to live in a free country is that for a lot of the stuff that we deal with, we have to be reactionary and you can't be proactive. I, so I know, I but you so can't much. do it because otherwise it's not free. And, and oh, I, I so totally agree, but it's, I'll go, you brought us to parenting. I'll go back to parenting mm-hmm. again. Like I could totally control my, could totally control my children right. way more yeah. and deal with way less crap yeah. if I just authoritarian authoritarianly ran my house yeah that's not healthy right and that's not right yeah and so sometimes a lot of the times they have to run (laughs) you know run themselves into a wall and then i have to deal with that yeah and i have to be reactionary Hmm. but also as a parent like we need to help them you know be we need to be proactive so it's just a very difficult balance like to I've try to taught, figure out what that is i've had several conversations with my oldest who's a teenager like if you're gonna come at me with that claim you'd best do your research first and prove it to me that that's true like sure you don't start an argument with somebody unless you've verified with sources that are actually credible yeah <laughs> so sometimes there can still be boundaries and you can express your i don't agree but like don't say I don't like vaccines versus um, that vaccine is dangerous and it's going to implant a microchip in you. Right. Those are two uh, different statements. Right. Like yeah. there. Ha- I, mm. No, I hear I, you. I hear I you know. that like we should shouldn't go too far with rules on the front end. But like, I think I'm OK with a little bit of rules. <laughs> 
like well i don't spread bull (laughs) what i think is also interesting of the whole situation though is that traditionally at least in my mind like that um what has been happening which has now been being um complained about maybe is it the right way to put it by conservatives um is something that normally we would be in favor of in terms of like there are societal norms like that's typically that's the the purview if you will of conservatives is that like there's a way that society should be sure um we don't need the government to tell us what we're going to do because we are going to sort of keep it in you know what whatever that is and that is what is happening through the you know people pulling their money out of things people deciding not to support mm-hmm. businesses support whatever they're seeing and now some they're of those, pissed about and it. they're <laughs> pissed about it because now it's turned on them you know Aww, yeah. um mm-hmm. so that's part of what society's role is yeah. is to like not say that you can't but to say that i'm not going to listen to you yeah like, and also you, you can, shouldn't you can say whatever you want but we are not going to listen mm-hmm. to that anymore and also you shouldn't say that <laughs> Like, well, I'm I mean, not going to go so far. But for, but depending for society on what we're to about. say that, yeah, like yes. for, for like us to be able to call out, like you should not say that. Like you should not cross that line. Like right. we need to kind of keep those norms in check by, you know, giving some informal consequences to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that one of the things that has kind of flowed through this conversation, it's very evident. The internet blew up before we knew what it was, right? Like it got, it got too big so fast that. I don't think the internet's too big, but no, yes. it's so big. Sorry. Yes. It's so big, not too big. So fast. These companies like this just grew exponentially so quickly mm-hmm. that you didn't know like what rules should be in place beforehand. Like, and, and I can't imagine being these people at the top of Facebook or at Twitter or whatever, like, no, well, crap, what do we do now? Like, you know, we didn't, I, I mean, honestly, there, yeah. there's probably, I mean, they're probably not saying crap because you you just, it, it got way bigger than you had any idea that was going to happen, right? Like, right. Yeah. And then how do you, how do you try to rein it back in? Yeah. Yeah. And now we got used to the, yeah. the money flow yeah. that, that mm-hmm. we don't really want to, and they are, I think generally speaking, most of the people who are in the tech space and stuff like that, they're like really true believers in the like the positive effects of yeah. the internet, which there yeah. are many. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're kind of almost blinded to like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, fi- I just find that interesting, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. Okay. Let's wrap it up with something nice, huh? Is there anything nice? <laughs> yes. You have some nice things? I, what, is it I me? really do. Um, do you want to go first? I don't know. Sure. Go for it. Yeah, I'll go mm-hmm. first. Um, oh, just, mine is just about vaccine. So I keep complaining about the vaccine. Yeah. Apparently, it must. I must really want it. I, I must really want the vaccine because I keep talking about I'm it. I'm feeling kind of left out now. Like, why? People all around me are getting it, and I, I'm not I able to get it. I think that's yet. so great. It's um, it is. It's it has great. been very yes. uplifting to see people I'm now. I, a I, bit. I know, but yeah. like that's one like so great heartfelt thing. Yes, is like I know people. I have family that have gotten them. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, just that the vaccine rollout has gaining speed. So in Minnesota now, for a whole week, yes, like it was uh-huh. real bad at the beginning, but for mm-hmm. a whole week, we've had twenty thousand plus um, people a day who have been getting the vaccine. However, according to my good friend David Montgomery, the data dude, yeah, um, we apparently need to. That will take us an entire year 
if we go at yeah. 20 yeah, we, we need, need to, to triple it to yeah. get it done before summer yeah i am confident that it's still going to ramp yep. up but yep. anyway it's just it's fun to see um that it's actually finally happening our town got one of the state sites um that are administering the vaccine so that was really fun i love what happened this weekend um in our local town about this yeah like well because you shared this oh, on yeah. facebook right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, so that was really fun too. It's, speaking of the millennials ruining everything. Yes. Yeah, so that was really fun because uh, uh, the, the in order to not waste any. Yes. Um, when they had some people not come, or they yep. had some extra vaccines, because there was terrible weather, and most yep. of the people coming are older. For, but most of the people coming for this round of shots were coming from the cities. Was what I heard from public health. Oh, like I talked well, I to somebody in public talk health. About so that. a lot of people with the bad weather, sure, they didn't come. They didn't come. So then, so hey, they had some extra ones. So they put it out on Facebook, and I reposted it, and then texted it to like my parents and some yeah. other people. And it was kind of a fun story because now I've actually heard, is it three? At least three. I think there might have been a fourth direct story. Yeah. Where people got the vaccine because they saw that and then told their parents. <laughs> the funny part is, so one of them um, that saw my post got a hold of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they live out of the country at the moment, not the parents, oh. but the the, the, the kid. kid does. Okay, um, got a hold of their parents. They got dad already had it, so mom nice got to go get it. And then while she was standing there in line, she's standing. Of course, it's sixty five and older around yeah. here right now, so she's standing a bunch of boomers. Yeah, and they're all talking about. Basically, how they're all there because their children yeah. saw it on Facebook and then hounded them because yep. they're like, oh, oh I, I just went really. online and made the appointments for my parents. Oh, like, nice. Like, See, and whatever. So, P.S. You're going in <laughs> one more time. The millennials and the yeah. ex, the Xers. Yeah, we just we got quietly done. have to get it done for our it boomer really parents. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. It is pretty adorable because yeah. they like to complain about us a lot, but but hey, now you're not going to die of COVID. So thanks. Yeah, hopefully you're welcome. That's great. <laughs> It is great. What do you got? Okay, well, your bonus nice here kind of works with mine. Oh, oh yeah, right, 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 right. Well, so you just you can have both. No, no, no. You well, my bonus one is that uh, apparently the Super Bowl is happening. Yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> the sports. Um, the sports is happening. Oh, another. <laughs> so my my bonus one because I just saw it before we yes. came in here is that Amanda Gorman, the super poet laureate, she's not actually the poet laureate a poet laureate she's a poet anyway mm-hmm. um who performed at the inauguration is going to perform at the super bowl and which that, is new yeah like there hasn't been a poet there's there never before. been a poet at the super bowl <laughs> like what yeah now there's going to be the poet next time there's going to be inauguration Amazing. it's going to be great and she's creating something like new for that not just for that can you imagine like just oh i'll just sit down and plop something together i cannot i cannot imagine no. that so that's so pretty cool. cool i did see also i, th- I don't think I, I mentioned this to beth because i i saw it in the paper um, that the Super Bowl is happening in Florida. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So it's an open state, out, outdoor stadium, one third capacity, and like a third of the tickets are being given to um, frontline workers that have been vaccinated. Oh, which is a, a so huge much. thing because going to the Super Bowl is like really expensive. Yeah. So I think that was really oh, cool. I love that so much. I hadn't heard that. That's yeah. great. So there you go. When okay. is, is that? Oh, um, that's next week. Next week. There you go. Mm-hmm. First week of February. Then yeah. it's spring. After the Super Bowl, it's spring. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that's I another I wish. Yeah. 
No, my happy weather guy from the Star Tribune now says that February is going to get cold. And I I'm read like, that we're t- not friends anymore. Today? Yeah. I saw that today and I was like, I wonder if she's going to bring this one up. <laughs> Give him a shout out there. Okay. So my nice moment is actually related to the Super Bowl too. Budweiser, who is like the king of Super Bowl ads. They're kind of, they're kind of been not so great in the past few years, in my personal opinion, but they have run ads for the past 37 years straight, kind of famous for it. This year, they decided to cancel their ad purchase and use that money to support Ad Council for education about COVID vaccines, well, that's specifically great. to fight vaccine skepticism. That's awesome. So cool. So 30-second spots during the, this year's game are $5.5 million for a 30-second ad. Wow. So this frees up a good chunk of change for Budweiser. Mm -hmm. They have created a 90-second pro-vaccination ad starring Rashida Jones from the office. Oh, from Parks and Rec. Rec, Yeah. Um, She's in the office? She was on the office. Never watched it. Yeah. Um, So they're running that leading up to the game, but not likely during because that would cost a crap ton of money. (laughs) Way, way more money. But anyway, I was just like, that is so cool for you. Like, I mean, I'm sure they're tagging their name on it. Whatever. You're still getting advertisement, but... How cool for you to say, this is more important. This is where we need to put our money. Go. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that is fantastic. And we don't need any more Clydesdale things. No. Yeah. Budweiser, was that the, with, with the frogs? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. They've had some really cute puppy ones. Whatever. They're all but, dumb. <laughs> yeah. They're all dumb. Yeah. So anyway, really cool. I thought that was nice. It is a little bit, uh, it, sorry, I, we were trying to end on a nice one. I was going to say, it's a little bit sad that a private company thinks like, hey, P.S., we want to sell more beers. And in order to do that, we need to keep you knuckleheads from not getting vaccinated and so, dying. So true. So like part of that article was like their stock is down because, you know, a lot of more people are buying beer from liquor stores, but a lot less people are drinking in bars. So sure. you're and, not yeah, doing as great. Not doing so as yes. great. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice but that they care. Like- <laughs> it's nice that they care about their customer base, it which is. are vaccine skeptics. <laughs> so true. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 